Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners. This is Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast, Season 3, Episode 7. We just watched Doa Tripla, and it was so awesome it almost made up for the Pittsburgh Steelers' humiliating loss last night in the playoffs. Oh, it was so bad. I just... I don't know if I can even put words together as to how bad it is. I saw a meme yesterday that... Or earlier today that was like... The mystery of... How the Steelers got so bad, or something with like the unsolved mysteries guy. Oh, really? And so it was like a nice collision of <laughs> two of the things I like a lot, which is yeah, true crime, and I've been watching unsolved mysteries on Netflix. So we all know 2021's gotten off to a bit of a rough start, especially for people in Pittsburgh, but and DC or yeah. I don't know. How are you in the rest of the world? Yeah. Things are a bit of a dumpster fire over here, but yeah, let us know how you're doing. <laughs> yeah. But if you stopped to watch Dosa Tripla, your life would have been much improved. Indeed. This was a great episode. Yeah, I had to stop several times to just laugh for like a minute straight. <laughs> like I would get into the giggle mode because mm-hmm. it would make me so giddy, some of these scenes, and then I just couldn't stop. I know. I heard you from the other room. <laughs> Tyler was in the room like on his iPad playing his game and didn't pause once to ask me what was funny. Oh, he must he really just, like yeah, that Yeah, he just kept going. So I don't have anything to announce before we get started. Do you? Not to announce, but I just, you know, I came across a, an article that was, I think it was a screen rant or whatever that you've referenced before. And it was like, all the times that How I Met Your Mother ripped off friends or like some, you know, headline grabbing kind of thing. And I read it and it was so dumb. It was like, Ted and Ross are both professors. Rachel and Robin are both bad cooks. I'm just like, okay, why was this an article that was written? Did someone get paid to write this thing? <laughs> I don't know. It was really bad. But So, not really an announcement, but more of a, a note. Well, let's jump into this episode and improve everyone's lives, just as ours has been improved watching it. Indeed. Okay. Well, the narrator starts us off, everybody makes mistakes... Take this girl, Meg, for instance. And this is our first sighting of Meg of what I think just becomes two sightings. But Right. She made a mistake named Barney. A lot of women have made a mistake named Barney. Mm, and Meg, her thing is she falls in love too quickly. and Yeah, she's trying to rush relationships. I've known people like this. Not, no. <laughs> I was like, what? That was an accusatory. <laughs> it's like, we dated for five years before we got married. What the... <laughs> No, there's this one girl I knew, and I even dated her for the, the shortest stint, like a few weeks. We went on a couple times. Nothing came of it. And she had already been engaged twice but not married when I had met her. And this was our early 20s. Oh, wow. And then I ran into her again about six years later. She ended up working, shockingly working at the same company as me. And she had <laughs> been engaged again two more times. Oh, my gosh. And still not married. Wow. And very unlikable. I think I was very blinded. I was very blind to how unlikable she was when I was interested in her. But when I met her later on, I, I found her extremely intolerable. So, yeah, we don't get a lot of sense of who Meg is as a person. We don't see a lot of her outside of her and Barney's fake you know, doubling down on early commitment. Yeah, it almost seems like if she met Ted at the right time, they would have been a good couple. Right. And she's very pretty and very mm-hmm. sweet, very 
Jolly. Yes. And I know her from Drop Dead Diva, which was on, like, Lifetime or something. Maybe Is like that the one where someone, like a pretty girl, entered a more plain girl's body? and mm-hmm. okay. she, she died and then somehow in heaven hit a return button and ended up in the body of somebody else that had died at the same time. Oh, okay, yeah. I kind of remember that. I never saw an episode, though. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty good for just, yeah, a sitcom on Lifetime. <laughs> well, Barney leans into... Meg's obsession with love and marriage and says he loves commitment. He wishes he could marry commitment. Which is a good line. It's a, sounds like a joke you and Tyler have been telling lately. <laughs> okay. We're at the apartment. Ted and Barney are there and Barney's regaling Ted with stories of Meg. <laughs> and it's just, you know, guy talk. Yeah. I, it was a little, you know, what we would consider out of bounds these days of talking about women. However, the way it was set up was oh, kind of yeah. funny. Oh, yeah, the setup was yeah. very funny. So, yeah, they're just, you know. She was perky and full of life and not at all fake. Ted's guess is that he's talking about her boobs. Barney uh, answers C, which is not Spanish. <laughs> that was the cup size. But I do like Ted's. <laughs> so these picture. boobs paint me a word <laughs> picture, which is a, an expression I've stolen and used quite a bit. <laughs> right. And then, you know, Barney starts to do so. Yeah, let's not, let's not get into that part. Um, and we get Lily, please stop. Yeah. Her and Marshall are like, yeah, we don't see a, them at first, and they're sitting there having a nice dinner. Right, yeah, it's like zeroed in on just um, Ted and Barney on the couch at first, and then we get the pulled back shot of Lily and Marshall, like, trying to have, like, a candlelight dinner or something. <laughs> and it's a nice turnaround from how often Ted has to tell them to stop what right. they're doing, because right. he's in the room. <laughs> so... Future Ted has realized that William Marshall are starting to outgrow things, including him. And we go through a montage of roommate um, shenanigans. Yeah. (laughs) She walks in on Ted manscaping. Why didn't Ted lock the door? Yeah, he definitely should have. But she thought he was shaving his face and he clearly was not. Yeah. And... Then we get a scene, they cut to a scene of, or a flashback of Barney and Robin sort of, you know, smoking cigars, drinking together, making a lot of noise, and Marshall comes out and yells at them, and Robin says, Ted said it was okay, and then Ted comes out, hey, Marshall, you're still up? Aren't you taking the bar tomorrow? (laughs) Such a great line. (laughs) And Ted has a big old cigar in his mouth, too. (laughs) And then it all blows up when the peanut butter has been finished. No, he left the lid. Somebody has left the lid off the peanut butter, and Marshall has come to give Ted a very big speech about it. And I like his (laughs) term, jackassery. Yes, he has quite a good rant going on here. That you know, this is sort of inconsiderate, immature jackassery that makes me feel like I'm living in the real world house, and not the early years when they all had jobs and social consciences. Talking about Hawaii and after. Yeah, how much of the real world did you watch? I watched Hawaii. I watched... Hawaii had a really drunk mm-hmm. girl, like a, a small... Yeah, she was drunk all the time. There was like an intervention, I think, or she that had to leave. That sounds right. I feel like I was in high school during that time. So I watched that one, and I watched a few years after that. I can't... I feel like maybe New Orleans. I know I watched probably the first... Maybe seven seasons of it, and then... I definitely didn't watch the early ones. Cause, like, I wouldn't have even, like, had MTV until, like, 
mid-teens. Yeah, I feel like the first season was when I was like 16 or 17. Oh, okay. It was right before it was I went like to college. It was like early 90s, wasn't it? Yeah, that would lie. Yeah, me. early 90s. Is that still on? They don't still do that, do they? I meant to look that up, actually. <laughs> I know it's gone past, you know, 20 seasons or so, and obviously if... Right. Let's let's look that up real quick. Actually, well, I'm going to... I'm going to... Put Tyler into bed while you look that up. Okay. Okay, folks, we're back. What's the result of the so, real world? There was a season that went 12 episodes, 2000, like October 2016 into January 2017. And then I think it was canceled, but then they brought it back. And that was the June. 32nd season. Mm-hmm. And then they brought it back for a 33rd season, June of 2019. But... There is a question mark at the end, so I'm not sure if there's expected. I'm sure, you know, COVID has interfered with things if they were planning on doing another one. And I do remember that we were living in D.C. when they had Real World D.C. Oh, yeah. come on, and you and I watched and that season. And we hadn't season. watched, yeah, we hadn't watched it in a long time, and we watched that season. Well, we hadn't watched it since probably, you know, the early 2000s. Right, we had never or... watched it together. But, yeah, we did watch that. I forgot about that. And remember, we knew the bartender at Nelly's that dated one of the characters or went mm-hmm. on a couple dates and he was on the show. Right. And we asked him about it. That's right. We didn't know him, but, I you know, we were familiar forgot with about that. <laughs> so, do we need to explain real world? Just a real quick... I don't think so, because it's recently been on and okay. just because I mean, it started when we were younger. Does Gen Z watch MTV? <laughs> I'm pretty sure they don't. Well, they would probably know about more about real world lately than we would, so... Okay. I don't think we need to explain it, but I will say that, you know, the early years were really fun to watch. It was a completely new concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is it called? Uh, cinema verite, mm-hmm. if you will. And this was before all the other, you know, Big Brother, Survivor. Right. I mean, this really preceded everything, and it was completely groundbreaking and completely watchable. First, if not the first reality TV. But, yeah. So, anyway, the point of that is that, you know, the roommates would often get into arguments about things and they would act like jackasses towards one another and that's what Marshall is referencing. Mm-hmm. So after this big long rant we get Lily. Oh, I'm sorry I left the off. Sorry baby. <laughs> but still it was time for them to look for a new apartment. We get Lily and Marshall at the bar. They're online. Uh, so I guess we're, we're finally into the future where you can look for rentals and places yeah. to buy online as opposed to at newspapers. a bar. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, what do they... There's no way that bar has Wi-Fi. Wi-Fi. Yeah, that's yeah. a good question. Maybe they could. I don't know. Do houses even have Wi-Fi? I think you could carry around the like the Cisco portable Wi-Fi connect. I forget what they're called, but I think those exist. Oh my gosh! Then. I used to have what were they called? Like air cards or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something I, I mean, they still have them. You, still, you can still get one, although your phone can do it. Right. But this is, yeah, before most phones had internet, like right before I left my job in Pennsylvania to move here, they'd given us laptops and we had like these little plug-in things to oh, yeah, get so you internet. Don't, yeah, so you don't need, well, and maybe that's what they had, but you could, it's, it's more like a little like uh, boxy thing. Yeah. So I guess it's what they would call a hotspot today, but they called it something else back in 2008, 2009. Right. We are on a lot of tangents today. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So. That's what great episodes do. They, they send you in different directions. <laughs> so they found one they really like, but it's for sale. And then Marshall gets this look on his face, and they freeze frame <laughs> it. And it looks completely demented in the freeze frame. <laughs> so now we go to the narrator, and the narrator says that 
Marshall regrets three things in his life. They have a shot of him getting ready to jump off of his roof with cardboard wings and balloons tied to him Sounds as like a kid. Tyler would do. Hmm. He, he, did he mention that the other day that he wants to get Yeah, more he was trying to tie his balloon to, to himself yeah. to see if it would lift him up, and it wouldn't, so he just thought he needed two more balloons to do it. <laughs> our, our boy's a genius. <laughs> and then the shaving his head before the wedding, but this is the biggest mistake he's ever made. So Marshall decides that they're going to buy a place because real estate is always a good investment. Okay, so then we start <laughs> what was a brilliant convention or invention, or uh, what do we want to call this? A gimmick, a uh, transition, uh, whatever we call it, where they keep doing the... Oppositional scheme, I don't know. <laughs> so Marshall says, baby, real estate's always a good investment. It's not. <laughs> and then you hear the narrator saying, it's not. So... This goes on throughout the episode, Yeah, and the, it's great every time. The interceding voice that goes on during their conversations is so perfectly placed in time, and always funny in this episode. And it's future Ted. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's brilliant, brilliant by the narrator. He says, the market's really hot right now. It wasn't. <laughs> and because of his new job, they're in such a strong place financially. And they weren't. But that's because he doesn't know about Lily's credit issues. Right. So the previous episode talked about, you know, her and Robin discussed how Lily just has lots and lots of debt and lots of credit cards that Marshall doesn't know about. So that is coming back into play. And we get even more detail when she's at a shopaholic meeting. Right, which I didn't I, know was a thing. I think they have one of these for everything, yeah, every addiction. That's true. I like the, hi, my name is Lily, I'm a shopaholic, and Robin, hi, Lily. Oh, you guys don't do that here? <laughs> right. Sorry. Why is Robin with her? I guess it's support, Probably Lily wouldn't go without her. Or Robin didn't trust that she would go if she didn't make her go. Lily has a nice medium-length soliloquy. We get a little more information. She has 15 credit cards are all maxed out. Her husband doesn't know what's going on. She buys all designer clothes and accessories. She Lily does, after the flashback, mention they, they have debt. Marshall blames it on himself for student loans, and she goes, I forgive you. What? I'm just saying, as your wife, you know. I'm cool that you spent tens of thousands of dollars on a brand name law school. <laughs> because I know it makes you feel good and pretty. I know that brand Such name law school like, really made me laugh. I like the good and pretty. Because it is kind of like, you know, he's at Columbia, so it is, you know, a quote-unquote brand name law school to correlate with her, you know, brand name shopping obsession. Mm -hmm. And I did really enjoy her as she was at the Shopaholics meeting being like, all I really want to do is ask you where you got those shoes. They're adorable. Yeah, it was was good writing in that. (laughs) So Marshall uh, convinces Lily that they should go check out the place. It's in Doa Cedric. Like, he clearly doesn't know what this is. And they do a quick cut to the real estate agent. Dose a triple. Oh, I see you're not New Yorkers. And we oh, get so not we get Maggie Wheeler, the actress who played Janice on mm-hmm. uh, Friends. And it's very weird to hear her with a normal voice. Yeah. You know, besides Friends, she was on just this one episode. But I think she was on uh, Everyone Loves Raymond. Uh, Quite but a she, bit. I feel like she was on definitely on something else. I, forgot I feel like she was like the oh. wife of a couple they were friends with that she might have made like half a dozen appearances or, or so. But yeah, you don't see her very often. She was on Seinfeld before she was on Friends, right? As George's blind date. Yeah, actually, let me look that up. And she didn't have an accent in that one either. There's something else. I feel like she was a somewhat regular occurring guest. So right away, she's kind of big timing them and making them feel like. You know, rubes that have come to the big city to look for a place, and oh, and it's just it's so obnoxious. It is obnoxious, but it's effective. 
even as he's trying to tell her, oh, we live on the Upper West Side, she kind of talks over them and, and condescendingly explains that here in New York, they just shorten the names of all the neighborhoods. Soho, Tribeca, Nolita. Is Nolita real? I've never heard of Nolita before. I've never heard of that one. I, I don't know. If it, I <laughs> this would have been a good time for them to ask, what is Dosa Tripla shortened down from? Right. Which Ted says later, but but they don't want to. They for some reason are trying to, or at least Lily is trying to impress, you know, this realtor. Jen is sorting through IMDb. So she was on five episodes of Californication, which I do not recall. Oh God, no. Okay, twelve episodes of Everybody Loves Raymond, Friends. Well, that seems to be about be about it. Yeah, I guess it must have been Everybody had. Loves Raymond, and I just didn't. Realize. Oh wait, oh, she was she's in on a Dookie House. Yeah, so her two in, episodes. So I guess her and Neil NPH already knew each other. Hmm. Okay. Well, that didn't really go anywhere. I could have swore she was on something else, but I am wrong. She's good in this. Yeah, she's she's uh, obnoxious and smarmy, but... I feel like, I don't know, if you and I went to an open house and the realtor acted like that, I'd be like, okay, bye. <laughs> I don't want to work with this person. Is what we should have said. <laughs> <laughs> So Marshall, you know, she's trying to describe Dosa Tripla as this up-and-coming neighborhood. Marshall stops her and says, don't bother with the hard sell. This place is way out of our price range. Besides, we've only just started looking. And then we get another good intercede. Is what Marshall should have said. (laughs) And then Marshall is me every time we've ever gone to look at anything. (laughs) I love it. Let's get it. it. Let's get it. The next scene is the rest of the gang coming to see the place. Yeah, which is interesting. They all just kind of converge there. Mm-hmm. And they got there very quickly, apparently. Right. I like Ted thinks that this neighborhood was water. <laughs> right. And then Marshall tries to act like the agent and is like, right. this is Doa Satribla. But Ted doesn't know it. He, you know, he's from Ohio. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> like, like uh, the agent's face, as he says it, like she kind of rolls her eyes real quick, like, leave the smarminess to me. <laughs> it, it was tough to read exactly what she was thinking, but I, th- I kind of felt like, okay, that's my job, not your job to be obnoxious. <laughs> so Marshall's picturing this as you know, where they'll start their family, and he has this <laughs> dream of him playing with three boys in a band, and he just has like the most ridiculous outfit on. <laughs> <laughs> what was he wearing? I can't remember. It was just like a polo shirt with all the buttons open, the collar popped, a t-shirt underneath it, and sunglasses. sunglasses. Like it just, it's definitely not even like an attempt at being a rock star. I'm not really sure what he was going for there. I like how Lily brings out chocolate pancakes, and we get sort of the alternative to that in Lily's right. imagination. I, I really like what he's wearing in Lily's daydream <laughs> right so he's with those three boys they have you know lily's holding a fourth one so this has you know the four boys that marshall has talked about wanting before yeah and then call back right so then robin and lily you know robin calls her in to check out the kitchen which by the way is actually very gorgeous yeah that would that would cost a fortune in new york city <laughs> right and so Robin, you know, tries to call her out, like, you know, you guys can't buy this. Your debt's the size of Mount Waddington. <laughs> and just Lily's Waddington? deadpan, like, dead, like, what are it's you a, talking about? Like, it's the tallest mountain in Canada. It's 4,000 meters high. Meters? meters? <laughs> and again, this is us, you know, over here isolated in the U.S. with our <laughs> non-metric system. Yeah, I know some geography. I know, I know meters is three feet. Robin's trying to convince her to talk him out of this. Tell him you saw a ghost. Well, that's not going to help. <laughs> Tell him it's haunted. And that's a nice... Uh, Precursor mm-hmm. to what comes a few episodes down the road. <laughs> right. Barney's talking to the agent. 
they know each other from again from Doogie Hauser. <laughs> and he wants to know where the where the people that live there are. They're on vacation in France for two weeks. He wants to come by and check out the place without anybody else there. That doesn't make any sense because hey, just look at You're it now. At You're it here. Now. And that's what yeah, I kinda of have that note of like, is this a thing? She just like gives him the combination. No, and- no one would ever she would lose <laughs> her license in a second for doing yeah, that. It seemed very unlikely. But to give him the lock spot, the lockbox combination, right? And, and then, I guess I don't know if Barney thought this through either, because I, at any given point she can come back with people that want to look at it, or she can do some staging or whatever. But I mean, whatever, it worked out for him. Ted tries to call him out, like he thinks he's actually trying to buy the apartment out from under Marshall and Lily, and he explains that no, he just wants to make some girl think it's his apartment so he can sleep with her and then ditch her. He's not a monster. <laughs> the real estate agent says she has another couple interested in this. Marshall, again, you know, for a second seems like he's smart and says, another couple, please. I love his face when he's doing these responses like, whoa, slow your roll. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is the, you know, I feel like that's page you one. in <laughs> real life when we go places where you're like, no. This is me <laughs> when I go car shopping. <laughs> exactly. This is the best we can do. Okay, well, I'll... I, I can't do it, so I got to go. Well, wait. Let me go see with my. Okay. Um, <laughs> so you know he, he calls her out on it, which is what Marshall should have said, <laughs> right? But instead, he goes the opposite way and freaks out and says they'll give him so much more money. <laughs> and so panicky too, like no, we want it. Sell it to us. <laughs> so good. This leads Lily into picturing what their life would be there after Marshall prompts her to and. <laughs> She's there painting with her two daughters, Persephone and Daphne. <laughs> I feel like Daphne's a little simple when the other one's Persephone. No, I think they, they go together. Okay, I, I would have. I, I don't have a replacement for Daphne here off the top of my head, but I kind of feel like one's Persephone, the other one's got to be as. What's the word I'm looking for? Pretentious? Mm-hmm. I don't feel like Daphne's pretentious. I feel like it's old fashioned. Where Persephone's I, like a Greek goddess or nymph Aphrodite. Or Oh, that would be good. <laughs> Although it would be really unfair to name one daughter Aphrodite and the other Persephone when Aphrodite is the goddess of beauty. That's true. But yes, they're painting for their upcoming mother-daughter exhibit at the Met, which is totally a thing that happens. <laughs> comes Marshall carrying a cat, wearing, <laughs> wearing a, a beige turtleneck, <laughs> and he's got cr- chocolate crepes instead of... Crepes au chocolat. <laughs> crepes au chocolat instead of the pancakes. <laughs> Merci, Papa. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a very nice corollary to Marshall's dream. Then, Mar- then Lily comes back. I love it after she comes out of the daydream. <laughs> she goes. Um, then, but then she goes on to tell Marshall that she loves it, but they have too much credit card debt. She's sorry. Is what she should have said, <laughs> right? And then she goes to let's charge it. <laughs> <laughs> Can we charge it? Which again is me every time we. <laughs> Can we just charge a house? Yeah, this all seemed very familiar but funny. Which I guess you kind of are charging a house. Just yeah. not with the credit You're card. You're financing it. Yeah. But that was a funny line. So they go to the bar to celebrate their uh, momentous step into adulthood by chugging champagne. Yeah, Marshall asks for the comically large bottle of champagne. And as he points to it, there's like a big gong noise. Did you notice? <laughs> no, I didn't. Yeah, I'm, just, I'm not sure what that was, but it was funny. Um, when Wendy yeah, tries to talk them out of it. It's never been refrigerated. There was probably a fish in it at some point. Which doesn't make sense, because if it was pressured and corked, mm. then there, that means it, it, it was unopened. Right. 
but Marshall wants it anyway. And so they, like after, they, after she says there was, was a fish, and he's like, honey, once you made the sale, stop selling. <laughs> like, that's a, that's a plus for them <laughs> right? buying it, that there used to be a fish in it. <laughs> so Marshall, Ted, and Barney all go off to help carry the champagne, and Lily and Robin talk again about, you know, Lily's debt, and so she decides, you know, She's not going to tell him. Marshall can just get the loan in his name. She'll work that on how paying it, works, it down. That's what we find. And but first, she has to furnish the apartment. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> she saw an amazing leather sofa, and Robin is just flabbergasted. They're getting ready to open the bottle and wait. The cork. Marshall says to Ted, "Wait, the cork is the size of a softball, and you're pointing it directly at Wendy, the waitress's face." Now we've discussed this scene <laughs> in our very first podcast because this sort of gets addressed. Or we, we refer to it in the first episode because Marshall says he's scared to open a bottle of champagne when he's mm-hmm. trying to toast him and And you think he Lily would be more married. careful considering he did pop Lily in the face. Yeah, but you know what? Wendy has responsibility to not put her face in front of a <laughs> bottle of champagne that's getting ready to be opened. So. But anyways, they warn him, but then it was a, is what we should have said. And then we just get a fade to black and a scream. Yeah. <laughs> So we're back to the apartment in Doa Satripla, and Barney comes in with Meg, introduces it as his apartment. His quote-unquote <laughs> parents are in pictures around the place, and they're Asian. And So they're Asian. Barney says he was adopted. It goes both ways. And she goes, you know, he has the cookies that were made for the, the showing. Oh, I didn't realize that. I was trying to figure out like where the cookies <laughs> have come from. <laughs> so that's why she's like, you made those? You got me, and my sisters taught me how to bake and how to listen. I do like when they're first coming in, he's like, if you see something you like, just take it. Yeah, that's wrong of him. <laughs> I mean, of this all whole the, thing is of wrong. Of all the things he's doing, that's the worst. <laughs> that he's just going to say, take whatever, we, take whatever you want. <laughs> and so Barney goes into a little spiel about, you know, the house needs a lady. He's saying everything right here. Right, yeah. Everything that he knows this girl wants to hear. And her face as he's saying it is just, it slowly sparkles more and more. Mm-hmm. And then she just jumps him. The next day, Marshall and Lily are at the bro- at the mortgage broker, and I love this guy. Yeah, he's funny. But Lily has just the most atrocious dress on that I've ever seen. It's like puke green and brown. It probably costs three thousand dollars. I like this reason. guy's this this actor's response to Marshall's joke. <laughs> he has such a good laugh. This is the same actor, something Lewis, Mike Lewis, or something like that. I don't know. He was actually Chandler's boss when Chandler goes into advertising. Oh, that's right. Okay. I thought he looked familiar, but I didn't place him. <laughs> Look forward to the level of sophistication you'll be bringing to the position. <laughs> <laughs> the, ba- the banker or broker is like, all right, back to business after he laughs. We didn't say Marshall's joke. Oh, we don't need to. It's... It was the laugh that was the funny part of it. <laughs> he needs Lily's social security as well. <laughs> like hers. She tries to get out of giving the social security, and uh, because they're married, he, he has to. Like she says, well, can we just go ahead and do it in my husband's names? What's that? He's the head of the household. He earns the big bucks. I mean, can women, women even, even own, own property? property? <laughs> I think I said that yesterday. You did. So Marshall says, give her the social, and she says it so fast, but he's like, you can see him typing it as she's saying it. Got it. Right. This is this guy's job. He's such a pro. (laughs) 
Turns out that he can only give them a mortgage at 18%, which catches Marshall off guard. Well, Marshall's over there chanting under, like, under 6%, under 6%. And I'm like, 6% sounds atrocious. Was this a thing in 2007 that 6% was a good mortgage rate? Do you really want to be that couple that sits here and talks about mortgage <laughs> rates, Jen? What are we, are we going to have a wine tasting party next? Uh, I mean... Yeah, I mean, maybe you're, since you've been in this world, you're more, or in the, your adult life, you're more used to the the, fi- the federal... The mortgage rate being low. And I know right now, like, they're, I, like all of our friends <laughs> have been talking about, like, refinancing their mortgages and the rates they're getting and... They're closer to, like, three. Some people have gotten, like, yeah. under three. So to me, like, six sounds absolutely insane. Yeah, in bad financial times, they'll they'll knock the rates down very low. Uh, in, good, in better financial times, they will raise them back up. So this was 2000 and... This was 2007. Seven So still? I guess they would have filmed it. Or did they already have? Mid-2007, so maybe it hadn't crashed. Yeah, yet. at that point, the economy was smoking, the, you know... Little did we know what it was about horrible crash. situation the financial market and especially the mortgage market was in. But yeah, you could actually that was around a time where you could get really low rates for next to nothing. Hmm. Like that was part of the problem is they were giving people that couldn't afford it like zero percent three year arm mortgage rates, and then after and then three years, jacked. yeah, it would go up to like twenty percent, and they couldn't Crazy. afford it anymore. But at any rate, yeah, it's surprising that they can't get better, although this guy's an honest guy, clearly, so right. they're doing the right thing by saying 18% yeah, and, and 18%. with what they earn <laughs> and what they owe. An 18% interest rate is insanity for anything, let alone a house. That was like when I got my first, when I got my first nice car, I had to pay like 20% interest on it. Oh my God. On the loan because of what my debt was. And then also, I, I feel like it had to do with me also having no. Never mind. It was just, it was just because of my what I earned versus how much debt I had. Why didn't you just buy a used car? Because baby, the flash. So <laughs> is what you should have said. I wasn't around then, so. <laughs> is what my friend should have said. My goodness. I was making good money. I just didn't. I just had a lot of debt. So I should have been able to afford it, but. 18% for a car payment. Sorry, this has gotten very boring, I know. <laughs> Welcome to being a grown-up. You think about interest rates. It comes out through the loan officer that it's actually Lily. Right, because Marshall thinks it's his student loans and kind of I, I do like how Marshall says, I thought we were friends, <laughs> right. just because the guy laughed at his joke. Right. But yeah, he kind of starts to go on a, a rant about, you know, depriving his wife of their dream home, and that's when he, yeah, the banker points out that, you yeah, know, it's all of her credit card debt. He and, shows him the screen. And, and Marshall's face. And Lily's like, Marshall, there's something I have to tell you, and I want it to be, I want you to hear it from me first, <laughs> which is kind of funny. But just Marshall's face in this moment, like, he had no idea. We, we're back at the apartment. Ted, Barney, Robin are coming in. Rob, Robin's learning of the story of Barney leaving the girl in the apartment. Barney, we get the flashback of this. They're up in the morning. She's in a robe. I'm surprised he stayed till the morning. You would think he would have snuck out at some point. <laughs> right. And he's still playing this game with her of, you know, he's in love. And 
He actually says it. Or she says her mom's going to be in town. Could she stay with them, with us? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he sleeps on the couch and uh, she sleeps in the bed. And then Barney says, I love you. They <laughs> said it. I'm not taking it back. It's almost like it's his last day to live, so it doesn't matter what he says or does. Right. There will be no consequences to it whatsoever. And she's so funny right here. I'm finally not the first one to <laughs> say it. Tells her to go take a shower while he's going to make some waffles, and then he just leaves. <laughs> just as soon as she walks into the bathroom, he just picks up his suit jacket and walks out. I like when we get to the end of the flashback. He says, works every time. Right. <laughs> and then we get Robin here. Wait, so when you dog sat for me. <laughs> yeah. That's why her Yorkie trembled for like a week after he got back. Yeah. That guy saw some stuff I'm not proud of. <laughs> <laughs> Ted immediately realizes that there's a fight. There was a fight here. <laughs> this, this the is where I was. Is yeah, this is where I was laughing the so most. Funny. I think <laughs> it's just joke, 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 joke. It's all so good. And Robin's reactions to everything is so perfect. <laughs> right. And Barney's wanting to be his like assistant, <laughs> his partner probably. So Ted realizes that the there's evidence around the apartment indicating that Lily and Marshall have had a fight. Robin, oh God, here we go. He had a detective club as a kid. Um, Mosby boys cracked a lot of big cases. You mean you and your sister? <laughs> hey, they solved the <laughs> mystery of the missing retainer. Yeah, it was in the garbage. <laughs> Why are you like this? That's a good line. Why are you like this? <laughs> right. But he does point out that, you know, no, he's he's serious. He's seeing some things here. Yeah, there's a water bottle. And Barney, <laughs> Robin goes to like grab the water bottle and Barney yells at her, don't touch the evidence. And he's immediately just buys like it. Like she's going to get her prints on it and ruin everything. Right. The label's peeled off, which is what Lily does when she's nervous. Or feeling guilty, rather. And Marshall, he, he thinks Marshall must have been really angry. And when he gets angry, he has to eat. So they go into the kitchen. There's a Ben and Jerry's container on the floor. And I like how Ted's using like the, the police officer pencil as... <laughs> A way to touch things without getting your fingerprints on them. Right. So uh, Ted just, tastes it, and given the liquid consistency, he places a fight between noon and one. <laughs> and then there's Robin. Ew, that was on the floor. <laughs> and then Barney. If you want to get to the bottom of this, you're going to need a stronger stomach than that, doll, doll face. Doll face. I love when doll face is used in things. <laughs> right. So then Ted notices a tissue on the... Counter and so as soon as Lily was crying, he picks it up. Ew, Ted. (laughs) So he pictures them running out of the kitchen. He describes them running out of the kitchen, going to the couch. But Lily went for the Hail Mary pass, and I like Ted's physical. Like, I don't know. He's doing some sort of physical action, like. Like he's stabbing a sword or something. She went for the Hail Mary pass. and He's <laughs> very physically funny here. Mm-hmm. I, I can't describe it and why it's funny, but it just was. Right. He's so physically committed to react, reenacting this. Right. And then he finds a bra behind the pillows. He doesn't think it was makeup sex. He thinks Marshall would have been too upset. He had to get out of here any way he could. He chose the door. <laughs> Now, that might seem obvious. However, they have supposedly left out of a fireplace before and, <laughs> and, a, bathroom and a bathroom window. So there could have been other ways. But, but I, just, I thought the line was so funny. It was, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think I didn't, didn't even notice it until this time. 
Slamming it behind him, Robin notices that the picture is crooked. I like Ted's, nice catch, Rook. Yeah. <laughs> and Barney wants to take the bra down to the lab. Right. Robin saves the bra, luckily. So they figured out. What going to do with the bra? It would be creepy. Yeah, that's, that's, that's the only thing. It was, it was so funny, but yeah, when you think about it. Or maybe just creepy. neg Lily that he has it. So they've seen the aftermath of what happened, and Ted's trying to figure out what the motive is. What, yeah, what, what caused this fight? Robin knows Ted won't let her really talk, and <laughs> he s- suspects it was the peanut butter again. He says, Lily left the lid off, and then a very David Caruso CSI Miami move puts his sunglasses on, yep. and Marsha blew his. <laughs> Which is nice. Yeah, they were both on CBS. I used to watch that show. Really? <laughs> In college, I... Um, I worked at, like, a group home, and sometimes I'd work second shift on Mondays, and so, like, most of the people that lived there would be in bed by, like, 9 o'clock, and so there'd be, like, really nothing to do, and I would just, like, sit and watch CSI Miami. <laughs> was it any good, like, even with David Caruso's overacting? It was good in its own way. It's, like, you know, kind of, like... Suspenseful. If you don't expect it to be, like, Emmy-worthy, like, it's enjoyable for what it is. He was actually really good in NYPD Blue, but for some reason, when he got to, by the time he got to CSI Miami, his acting had sort of gone over the top. Mm-hmm. But that's, I mean, that's why that show is even known today, is because his overacting like made it a thing. Yeah, true. And we get we get the copycat of him in the movie, forgetting Sarah Marshall with Billy Baldwin. Oh yeah, <laughs> always having that ending line. Right. <laughs> Forgot about that. So Robin butts back in and says, no, that's not what they were fighting about. <laughs> Ted says, I appreciate your help, but there's a reason your name is Robin, not Batman. It's a good line. Yeah, really good. <laughs> and Barney's just trying to, like, shush her off. <laughs> He's been pretty rude about it. Although funny, rude. Mm-hmm. Robin reveals that it's actually because she has a pile of debt the sound <laughs> size of Mount Rushmore. Rushmore. <laughs> Although that's not nearly the biggest mountain peak we have in the U.S. I mean, Robin's not from the U.S. Give her a break. Oh, but we're supposed to know Mount... I can't even remember the name anymore. <laughs> Waddington? Yeah, Waddington. <laughs> Sounds so made up. Is it? I probably No, I, I think it's probably real. <laughs> Ted says that... So, Ted doesn't believe her. He's still going with his own theory and that, you know, Marshall was going to cool off and then she would call him to apologize. So... He hits redial on the phone. I guess, is she assuming that she's calling his cell phone? Right. Okay. And From her, from the home phone. The reception of, go ahead, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's a bit of a leap, but that's where Ted goes, is that, you know, Lily would have stayed at home and called Marshall in a few hours. I think back then, because I think cell phone, you had a certain amount of minutes, so mm, you would call true. on your home phone instead of your cell phone, yeah. if you could. And Remember when nights and weekends was a thing? Yeah. I used to sell long distance. I mean, for businesses, not to homes, but... Oh, was long distance free on nights and weekends? No, but just I, I knew the biz. <laughs> well, kids, cell phones, you used to have to pay for minutes. Yeah, you get like a thousand night. minutes for a month or something like that. But then on the nights and the weekends, your minutes were free. It was a very weird concept. The voice over the phone that... The dial, the number that Ted dials is Greenstein, Lee, and Lee divorce attorneys. And I like Ted's. Ted's got like sort of an over. <laughs> he tosses the phone. Yeah, like no, he's so shocked. 
Yeah, like 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 the phone's on fire all of a sudden. He has to let go of it. Right. We're back at the apartment. Ted, Barney, and Robin are talking about, you know, they're sitting on the floor in the kitchen eating ice cream. I noticed at least Robin, I think maybe all of them are eating Cherry Garcia. And I was like, is she eating <laughs> the leftover or what was on the floor? But I guess there must have just been more in the freezer. Like, did they freezer. have just containers after containers of Ben and Jerry's in their freezer? That's the impression we're I left mean, maybe now. they went down to the corner store and bought some. Maybe we should use our detective skills to figure out what they did. It's true. We'll go back and watch it and then redo this. <laughs> We're back. We didn't actually do that. <laughs> okay. So they talk about, or Robin points out that, you know, if Marshall and Lily break up, that, you know, Marshall's going to stick with the boys and Lily and Robin will be the only ones that hang out and that they'll never see each other anymore. Ted points out that's not necessarily true because him and Robin still hang out and it's not weird. She says, it's, it's a, a little, little weird. weird. And he's like... Yeah, <laughs> it is. Weird. It is. It's weird. <laughs> and then Barney, as we've seen before, Barney really wants Marshall and Lily to be together, and so he's having a very emotional response to this. Yeah, he's not crying. There's something in his eye. He's ashamed. They're back. They have an announcement. Barney says he knows it's a terrible idea. He can't do it. Just look at me. Yeah, he's just <laughs> his face is all crunched up, and they really, you know. For where this goes, they're very somber with this. We have an announcement. (laughs) Yeah, it should be, hey, we have an announcement. Right. If the announcement is that they bought the place. They explained what happened. Lily finds him at the bar drinking the comically large (laughs) oversized champagne bottle. And she, we, we could probably shortcut this of all the conversations. She just basically says, we could shortly divorce while you put the the place in your name and he says mm-hmm. no you know I married you with all the, the bad stuff I knew and didn't know, didn't know and so they kind of end it there but I have to say like would this, oh but except for Wendy the waitress showing right. up but like would this even work I mean yes in theory you can get divorced and then but it would like, it's overkill the, but not in the time frame to get this house like they could get a different no house. you're right you're right <laughs> and and I don't know about the laws there but you have to have a six month separation Right, Before divorces sure. are official, in, at least in Virginia, yeah. I think most places. I'm not sure about Longer that if you have a kid. But, yeah, it's, it's a plan, but it's not going to get them that house. <laughs> Marshall says this is the sweetest divorce proposal he's ever heard. Um, I didn't like this conversation. This is the only, the only slightly weak part. Yeah, but they had to tie it back to like the divorce attorney thing. So. The only funny part of this scene here is when... <laughs> Wendy comes up with a black eye, and Not she's happy to really, see all. yeah. You don't, you really don't want your regular waitress being up unhappy with you, <laughs> right? That's a lot of spit in your food. <laughs> Everyone's relieved. <clears throat> you know, I didn't really care for this delivery from Barney of you know, who, who, how am I going to make fun of a married couple? And kind of goes into that. I think it's true to Barney, though. Like, he has to... I just didn't think it was that funny. I, you're right. But... I, right, but I think it's intentionally not funny on Barney's part, where he had, like, an emotional response, and now he's, like, trying to recover, and it's not quite working. Marshall says that they're not going to get the place because of his, their finances. It's not the right time. Is what he should have said. Right. And he says, instead, I just got off the phone with the realtor. We got the place. And everyone's, are you insane? Is what we should have said. Yeah. But instead, they all just celebrate. <laughs> yeah. So well done. Oh, my God. <laughs> this episode makes me so happy. 
we cut to the cab with Lily and Marshall going to see their their new home, and it's the weekend this time, or not the weekend this time. No. Yeah, it's not the weekend this time. They try and get out of the cab, and oh, what a horrible smell. They get back in. It turns out, according to the cab driver, that this that's the sewage plant that's shut down on weekends. So I guess every... Downwind you know, of the sewage treatment plant. Right. The smell and is the sewage plant, and they're downwind of the sewage treatment plant. And as he says this, the words are appearing like above Marshall and Lily, and they both kind of like peer up at it. Yeah. <laughs> and the words... They're actually looking in the <laughs> air at it, right? The words kind of pop down to make the... <laughs> there was a tree plant. Yeah. But what would that be? Is that, that's not an acronym, is it? No. But to make, yeah, this little nickname-y. I would, yeah, I wouldn't know what to call that. Have, ever, have you ever been to a sewage plant? Why would I go to a sewage plant? Well, I've been to a sewage plant You've several times. to a sewage plant? To a sewage plant. For work? No, for swim practice. I mean... Yeah, for work. Ew. Why? <laughs> because there are, they were... I was... One of my potential clients was different parts of the city of D.C., and one of those parts was the... You know, Washington Sanitary Sewage. Ooh, where is that? I feel like I have smelled that, which is a really gross thing to say. <laughs> but I feel like I've driven by parts of the it's city. It's like the very like, far stink. east part of the city. Um, yeah, like I feel like I've caught whiff of that on like, like 295. Yeah, 295, that's right. Yeah, it's it's out there, and they actually have business offices there. Oh, what a and horrible it, place that is. It's not so bad that the way that Lillian Marshall, like, Cringing it back in the cab. (laughs) It's not great, but it's not the worst. I mean, you you can you get used to it pretty quickly, and it's unenjoyable. (laughs) And I wouldn't want to live near it. God, I hope they pay well. But it's not like they shut down over the weekend, right? I mean, it it always smells. It's not going to just smell during the week. Coming at all times. All right, where do you think I rank this? Hold on, I still have one more question. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, this is just another geeky, like, real estate question. Like, you have time after you, like, agree to buy a house where you can be like, oh, okay, no, never mind, I'm pulling out. Yes. <laughs> They're not stuck with this house. But. Yeah, it's, there's a period called escrow where you still have time to change your mind. Right. So, I don't know. Never really thought about that till recently, but. Anyway, you ranked this. Number five? Higher. Higher. Nine? Okay, lower. Oh. <laughs> Three? Lower. One? One. Oh this my is my favorite episode of How I Met Your Mother. Wow. Yes, I feel really good about this wow. one. Wow. Number one. Yeah, just think about how many things we repeat from this episode because we love it so much. Mm-hmm. The Mosby Boys, <laughs> the, oh, you're not from New York. and What um, I should have said. Yeah, what I should have said. <laughs> yeah, just that whole structure of the mm-hmm. show is just perfectly done. And this is the first, on my re-listens while we're doing these, or my re-watches while we're doing these recaps, this is the only one where I had to pause it and stop to laugh. Like, it's just, these scenes are that funny in this episode. Yes. It's a very good episode. So this is number one. With a bullet. Wow. Number one. You know, I hadn't really thought about what number one would be. And now we're here. Yeah, you should look at the rest of the, or maybe look at all, look at the rest of the episodes to think about ones that you think are actually better than this, and then we'll kind of remember that when we get to them. 
But number one, my favorite joke is just all the narrator interjections. I think that that gimmick here just worked so well. So mm-hmm. I just kind of grouped them that that was the best joke. Yeah, I kind of thought about that. Um, so since you did that one, I might go with a, Marshall, aren't you taking the bar tomorrow? Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> the Mosby Boys stuff was so <laughs> right, great. Right. As a, like a block of a scene, mm-hmm. I think that was the best part. Yeah. Uh, my least favorite was probably the Barney joke, the Barney marriage joke towards the end. I, the you know, I don't have a... Always right. Yeah, I don't have a really big least favorite, but if anything, I guess it would be the Robin, like, hello, Lily... What? At the Shopaholics oh. meeting. Oh, yeah, I like that joke. I mean, it's a very... Like, Minor complaint. Yeah, like, I, if I had to pick a worse joke. Okay. Well, next week is spoiler alert. Do you remember what that spoiler one is? Spoiler alert. I don't. Where they start to uncover each other's... Oh, yeah, with the chick from character. 90210. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? She's a, from Lipstick Jungle or... Is that a real show, or is that just a pretend? I think that was just a pretend <laughs> On 30 Rock. But she was... <laughs> no, that was Gals on the Town. Okay, so there really <laughs> was a Lipstick Jungle. jungle. Yeah, I forget her name. We'll have it for next week. But she's sort of... Yeah, she was on the last few seasons of 90210, the original one. And then after that, she kept popping up in all these shows about single women in the city. Hmm. There was like two or three of them that she was in. I guess that's why she was in Gals on yeah, the Town. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Although she was probably honored to be mentioned in 30 Rock, even in that way. Right. I liked her. She was pretty. She was a good actress. Mm-hmm. She was really good in this next episode. Spoiler alert. Unfortunately, she got stuck with Steve Sanders for life. Yeah, but he was the most, like, if you listen to the recaps <laughs> podcast, he's commonly considered, like, the most enjoyable throughout, from beginning to end of just <laughs> sort of being the sweetest of all of them and, you know, by the middle and the end. Never being as obnoxious as the Dylan and Brandon characters always were, or pretentious. Well, it was the only one that lasted to the end. He was the least employable male <laughs> throughout the show, but... But then he came back and showed everybody with Sharknado. <laughs> and with his dancing with the, uh... What's the... Oh, Chippendales in Vegas. Oh, did he really yeah. know that? I did not know Recently. That. Hmm, okay. I did not know that. Ian Ziering. Um, her name's Lindsay something. It's starting to come back to me a little bit. That does sound right. Anywho, that's another good one. Actually, the next one's rated as a nine in IMDb. Oh, I was like, are you telling me I'm supposed to guess the rating? <laughs> <laughs> I think I, I'm sure I ra- I'm sure I ranked it fairly high, but not as high as this one. This one Clearly. is king to all. All right, where do folks find us? You can find us at runklerecaps.com. Email us at runklerecaps at gmail.com. Find us on Twitter at runklerecaps or on Instagram underscore how I met your podcast underscore. And Jen and I have to go. We have some pretty big cases to solve. Bye, everybody. Bye bye. <laughs>